It's time for the Power Hour of Love, starring Charbol and El Bandito. Welcome to the fiesta. Podunk Radio. How you doing tonight? I'm Charboy, and with me is... El Mandito. And we're here on Power Hour of Love. How you doing tonight, El Bandito? Ooh, I'm doing very good, senor. You know, Halloween happens to be one of my favorite holidays of the whole year. And uh, now that it has just passed... Um, I'm just, ooh. You're still coming down from the high of, of Halloween? Absolutely, senor. And the, the high of the rush of all the candy that I took from, <laughs> or that I trick-or-treated for. <laughs> <laughs> I have to tell you, Alban Detail, my favorite holiday is Halloween as well. I mean, it, it's just so cool where, like, I can dig out all those old decorations. Like, I have, like, 10 or 12 crates full and just, like, put them up and, like, you know, nobody's, like, calling the cops or, you know, I don't have, like, you know, people coming and telling me what I can put on my my lawn. You know, they're just cool with it. You know, me personally, I like to pretend to be different peoples at times. So <laughs> really? definitely, yeah, getting to be on a Halloween where I can dress up and, you know, it's more of a cosplay event for me. Okay. You know, because okay. I like to dress up and then play the part of my character and, you know, really get into the role. And, and that's a lot of fun. Oh, yeah? What did you go as this year? I, I had a very elaborate costume. Oh, yeah? Yeah. I heard I, you've had quite a few. <laughs> yeah, I like to get into it. I like to build my own costumes and things, too, oh, so that's, that's good. Fun. That's good. But, Not uh, store-bought, just, you know. Yeah, it's it's fun to be something that you can't just buy. I mean, it's nice if you can buy a great, like, movie-quality sure. costume, but, you know, I like to think outside the box, and I ended up dressing up, you know, I, I made my own costume of the mountain in oh. his Kingsguard armor from, like, the last season of Game of Thrones. Gotcha, gotcha. Yeah, you were uh, Clegane, right? Yeah. The yes. Ba- ba- yeah. What's his first name again? Do you remember? What's Gregor. Gregor. Yeah. Yeah. Clegane. Yeah. But I mean, Sandor, when he's the Kingsguard, yeah. don't they call him Sir Robert Strong? Oh, yes. Yes. So You're correct. Yeah. I know that's the, technically who I was. In, in the books, <laughs> yes. He, he he does go by the alias uh, mm-hmm. Sir Robert Strong. I don't know if they pushed that into the show or well, not. Well, I'm pretty sure that the, the maester introduced him to Cersei that way. Gotcha. Gotcha. Like I said, yeah, it's a little fuzzy for me, but you would know because like you said, you had to play the role. <laughs> Very cool. I went as a Ghostbuster this year, cause, you know, I love Ghostbusters. Oh, which Ghostbuster were you? Oh, I was like kind of like a a, a combination, like a fusion dance of uh, Egon and Venkman. Oh, no, no, no. Like which which one of the girl ones were you? Which oh, one of the girl no, ones? No, 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 no. <laughs> no, I I, I, I think you would look good in like heels and a long dress maybe. You could do the <laughs> Melissa McCarthy one. You could oh, really? Oh, okay, okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Is she really tall? No. <laughs> that, no, that's the short that's the shortest uh, oh, one oh, out of all of them. That's... Oh man. Well, I gotta say, man, aside from, you know, dressing up in Halloween itself, mm-hmm. I do want to tell the listeners that we recently went out to the Enigma Haunt yes. down there in Boca Raton and it was fantastic. Yeah, that was a pretty awesome haunted house. I personally haven't been to a haunted house since I don't know, like ten years ago. Because when, when uh, you know, the last time I went was at the, the Halloween Horror Nights before mm-hmm. they opened Islands of Adventure. So that's, oh, wow. that's yeah. how long ago it was I went. Yeah. But when I went, it was so crowded that I was like, I never want to do that again. <laughs> <you know? laughs> but this Enigma Hunt, you know, it's down in Boca Raton here in Florida. And it was really great because... 
they had such a nice controlled like line and mm-hmm. they would let people in at a nice steady pace. You know, you, you didn't really feel like you were waiting a long time and where yep. you were waiting, it was very comfortable. They so. had the people coming through the crowd to kind of shake things up a bit. Yeah. You know, people trying to scare, actually being interactive, talking mm-hmm. to you. And like you said, like the whole cosplay element, that's so cool that these yes. people are in their roles. Yeah, they get into their character and their their makeup and costume is impeccable. I remember there's a witch lady and she's going around there and some of the children's are scared of her and one brave <laughs> little like eight-year-old girl is like scared but she's like, I want to take a picture, I want to take a picture. <laughs> so the parent comes down and like takes a flash photo Yep. And when the flash goes off, I can see her makeup, that her teeth are bleeding. I uh-huh. mean, the little warts all over her face is so detailed. And I was like, oh, my God. And the little girl looks to the phone to, like, check what the picture looked like and saw what she was really standing next to and, like, totally freaked out. Oh, <laughs> man. That's so cool, man. Yeah, it was it was a great time. You know, there was three separate haunted houses that we got to go in consecutively after another. Yes. And, yeah, you know, there was one that was like a, like a dark outhouse where, it like, you know, it's pitch black and they – you know, you can go different ways and get all, you know, the, the line gets all shooken up and stuff. <laughs> it, it was, it was really cool. Yeah. But, yeah. If you walk down a dead end, they would like, you'd walk right up to the dead end and you wouldn't even realize there's an actor there in like black drapes that match the wall. And then he would like <laughs> click on a light real quick under his face and be like, you're going the wrong way. And everybody <laughs> would freak out. So. Absolutely. But I got to hand it to the guys with them doing the, um, the realm of terror, you mm-hmm. know, which I know is a repeated haunted house for them. But yeah, they just do it so well. They take you through a lot of different horror scenes. Yes, and uh, yeah, it was, it was it was really you know definitely for this year is my favorite uh, Halloween attraction. Yeah, and it was top notch. I mean, like we said, there's great makeup throughout the whole thing. The props on the inside, it's like they take a big industrial warehouse and they retrofit the whole thing into like a big haunted house. Yep. And I have to say, it's like Universal Studios quality, man. I, I mean, they have great stuff in there. I'd agree. And like you said, with, you know, much less of a weight, definitely yep. a lot uh, less expensive. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I know in September, just, you know, we'll definitely let our listeners know when we get close to that time again. But I know they do uh, some pre-sale ticket prices. So, you know, if you have yeah. a lot of folks coming, you can get a little bit yeah, of Yeah, I was stupid. I bought it like 10 minutes before we walked in. I paid like $15 more than you did. But even still, it was only like $30 to, sure. to go through for one person. And, you know, oh, what is it? it took 45 minutes to yeah. walk through. And it's yeah. three haunted houses for $30. So yeah. it's $10 a house. I mean, exactly. that's, that's a good price. And these things have great detail. I, I have to mention one of my favorite parts was they built a chain link wall mm-hmm. inside of the one room in the realms of terror and then they have like this kind of like blow up barricade and it's really long and you have to kind of push your way through it, but it's only about <laughs> waist high so you have yep. to walk slow yep. and as you're walking slow there's people on the other side of the chain link fence throwing like 55 gallon steel drums like at the chain link yeah, fence yeah. and I'm like oh my god it's so <laughs> loud and it's just yeah, yeah unselling, but it was really so scary cool. <laughs> yeah it was almost like they were just almost kind of like you know Mad Max like post-apocalyptic yeah, kind of yeah, thing. Well, they almost look like mutants. Like those were like radioactive barrels or yes, something, you know? Yeah, like I was waiting for Toxie to come and save <laughs> me. <Yeah. laughs> that was awesome, man. Well, definitely, yeah, the the, uh, the haunted attractions were good. Our, our costumes were good. One thing I want to just touch on really mm-hmm. quick, man, is this new growing fad of... Oh, I thought you were going somewhere else. You said you wanted to touch on something growing. <laughs> the uh, new growing fad of... Uh, of trunk or treat. Have you heard about this, Albany? Yeah. Thing? What do you What do you have some kind of problem with trunk or treat? Uh, I wouldn't say I have a problem with it. You know, for like the littler kids and stuff like that, I think it's mm-hmm. it, it's it's a cool idea. It's definitely safe in the sense yeah. of you know um, 
you know, everyone being in like one area. Sure. But I, I just don't like the fact that in some areas it, it's completely like taking over like the traditional trick or treating. Sure, sure. You know, in, in time, you know, of course people would probably dispute, oh, you know, it's more safer because, you know, you're right there, you see everything, it's a lit place. Yeah, I, th- I think part of the bigger issue for me of why you see sometimes that trunk or treat takes over is because they do it on the weekend. And it's kind of stupid to always have Halloween on the 31st because it could be a Wednesday or just here a Monday, which sucks. You know, so it's kind of like almost we should make it like Thanksgiving where we're like the last weekend in October. I see what you're saying. Yeah. Halloween. And and then people could go because that's the one thing about trunk retreats is they're never on a Monday. Or or they, you know, they should pass where, you know, Halloween is actually a holiday. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. That's true too. Where you could take, well, see, but it wouldn't make sense if you had the day off of work and then went out trick or treat. They should give the 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 first first of November. (laughs) All Saints Day. There you go. Have the day off. You know, the thing I, I would think a lot of people would say you know they're oh you know somebody you know you, you know the whole thing with the tainted candy you know yes. like people poisoning do you realize that that is like a complete like you know urban myth yeah ne- never once has there ever been a reported case of anyone ever finding razor blades or poison or anything like that in their candy exactly and yeah. most of the time you're going around to your neighbors so you're telling mm-hmm. me you can't even trust your neighbors yeah like don't get me wrong well, i know some of us live next to mm-hmm. people that we Probably wouldn't let in our house or something yeah, like yeah. that. Yeah, but you can check the internet and they'll tell you the predators are here and there. Sure, but it's it just to me, it's like it, <laughs> tell you it, Jared from Subways who listen. <laughs> <laughs> but it, to me, it's just taking away certain aspects of Halloween, where yes. especially as as the children get a little older and they're kind of just going out with their friends. Sure, it, it really you know people are like, well. I don't want them to be out by themselves, and I you know I want it to be in a controlled environment, and, and I want them to be safe, like. People do realize that eventually these children are going to be adults, mm-hmm. and like this is kind of like one of those things that kind of introduce them to what our regular life is like. Yeah, every because time we you, step you out have to door. talk to people. You know, <laughs> yes, I agree with you in that sense. That I think one of the most like skill building things about Halloween is when your parents stand at the bottom of the driveway yes. and they make you walk up to the top of the driveway and ring a stranger's doorbell. Because exactly. I mean, you're 50 feet away. Yes. That guy could probably pull a knife and slash your child's throat in a second, but sure. it's literally never happened so far. Exactly. So what are you really that afraid of? You know, and exactly. I'm, I'm glad you brought up this point because I thought you were going to go with like the kind of church avenue of, yeah. you know, no, um, trunk no, or treat no. being no. like, oh, it's church stuff, you know, but no. I'm glad that the church is getting into doing something because oh, I really sure. hate it when a church is like, oh, you shouldn't have Halloween because it encourages evil or what. Yeah, That's stupid because is. you're making fun of it. And by the way, the only evil thing that people are dressing up as nowadays is like Loki from the Avengers. Yeah, exactly. It's not a super big whoop. One other quick thing, I know some people will say, well, you know what? If it, you know, we're, we're encouraging kids to talk to strangers, mm-hmm. you know, like when they go to somebody's house. Sure. Well, now you're telling them to go to somebody's car and get, some, isn't yeah. that like the whole thing too? Yeah, like it's, the, yeah <laughs> it's it's equally as bad and it's, it's kind of silly, but you know, just, yeah, the experience that you get from trick-or-treating you know, of meeting people, of having to deal with that awkwardness and get yeah. over that social anxiety, I think is an extremely beneficial thing for kids. And it's important for you as a parent to be responsible about it. Yeah. Sure, you sure. know, but if your kid doesn't understand the basic concept of like this one night of the year is the exception yeah. that you can talk to strangers. And if anyone looks weird or invites you into your house, you say no. That's part exactly. of the thing. Yeah. I mean, I used to trick or treat down in Miami. 
You know, <laughs> I mean, we went to a lot of neighborhoods that weren't exactly yeah, the classiest. You know, sure, sure. And then we found out later that if you go to the rich people's houses, they usually give you like, the king size <laughs> snake bar. The good work. ones, but yeah. yeah, but you know, you get more candy if you yeah. go to smaller neighborhoods because sure. the people are more giving. You know, absolutely, and they understand. And one yeah, thing, I but was... again, you'll run into those more dangerous situations where it's like, yeah, you know, like. You should be there with your kid to teach them how to do it right. You know, yes. don't go into someone's house. Don't let them touch you. You know, you put the candy Absolutely. in the bag and you leave. Sure. And you have to make them say trick or treat. Yes. You know, yes. I was doing this at the house the other day and I could see like the person I was with would answer the door and say hi yeah. to whoever was. And I'm like, no, they have to say trick or treat to you. That's part of the thing. It's they can't sit the there tradition. frozen yeah, and, yeah, yeah. you know, fear or whatever. So it's that building of confidence. Exactly. Like you said. And so yeah, the building uh, of social interaction. And yes. they say the most dangerous thing on, on Halloween isn't predators, isn't candy. Mm-hmm. I mean, still, hey, check your candy. I mean, yeah. you just never know. You don't want, yeah. you know, there's nothing wrong with that. Plus you get to save a little bit of, you know. <laughs> you, you know you, yeah. And watch out the, for predator, his telltale <laughs> shimmer. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but the most dangerous thing, of course, is cars. You know, mm-hmm. kids getting hit by cars. But yeah. that's why, you know, you should have more police officers out, like man in the streets and yeah. stuff. And, and one thing you, I, you should, yeah. you and your kids should have flashlights or Absolutely. something like that. Absolutely. Be you with know? your children. Don't, I mean, mm-hmm. let's, you know, like I said, when they're like a teenager, it's kind of cool to let them kind of get that one night where they can like run around and run mm-hmm. amok. I know I have plenty of stories from when I was a kid, you know, <laughs> running around with my cousin, my friends and stuff and just having a blast. Mm-hmm. And yeah, like I said, I'm not a, totally against trunk or treat. I just, I, I don't want it to replace the traditional. Yes. Trick-or-treating. Yeah. But, you know, it's been around for a while now because I was very worried about that. I think when I was in high school, same thing, too, of like when they would do the big thing at the mall, like on Friday <laughs> yeah, or yeah, whatever. And yeah. that's very similar. Yeah. So I hope that they go hand in hand. I hope that people out there who do go trunk-or-treating use that as a way to get initiate right? yeah to get initiated into your community because sure. a lot of times it is a church or yeah. an active community that wants to get to know their neighbors so sure. by all means go out there and do that sure and on the 31st yeah. go out and get even more candy exactly <laughs> and with that being said it's time for our first musical break here's the drip effect with state of the art
And that was The Drip Effect with State of the Art. What'd you think of that track, El Bandito? Oh, man, that guitarist on there rocked, didn't he? Oh, definitely, man. Like, I enjoyed that whole track, man. Like, it was just like, I mean, just full of energy and stuff. And, and, mm-hmm. and just, yeah, had, had me totally, like, bopping over here in my seat. And just like, yeah, it just, it makes me really think of, like, like I mean, not to, not to date it, but, like, you know, like some of those, like, 90s, like, really, like, fast-paced, like, yeah. rock songs. That's totally what I was thinking. That's funny that you mentioned that. Yeah, because yeah. I was thinking that reminds me of... uh you know, being in high school, which I don't want to date myself, but yeah, that totally reminds me of being in high school. <laughs> Absolutely, man. You know, and, uh, you know, uh, the but drip- great production though. Really good. Like it was a very clean sound, you know, I like that. Absolutely, man. And you know, it, uh, uh, you know, the drip effect is from uh, West Palm beach. So they're, uh, Florida locals, you know, and, uh, they're going to be doing a bunch of shows throughout November and December, Unfortunately, none of them are stopping here at the Treasure Coast, but I know they're doing some down in Fort Lauderdale and up in uh, Orlando. So definitely keep an eye out for the drip effect. Yeah, we'll let you know when they're coming to a town near you. Absolutely. So El Bandito, we uh, we you know we chatted up about Halloween. You know, we talked about the haunted houses, and mm-hmm. uh, you know definitely uh, had, had a good discussion about uh, trunk or treating. <laughs> but uh, you know, we we got to say like the next thing around the corner, it's a uh, you know, it's time to get out to those polls and vote, huh? Oh, man, I thought you were going to say Thanksgiving. <laughs> <laughs> I like eating better than I like voting. <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. And uh, the, uh, you know, but it is. It, it, it definitely Thanksgiving's yeah. coming. But we, uh, uh, you know, we do, you know, I, I, we're not going to get into a big political thing here. You know, I know we've all been like, you know, if you if you watch anything on YouTube or wherever, you know, you, you're getting slammed with ads left and right. Yeah, and, it's been such a like slow political season as far as talking politics and things like that, that like all the Halloween parties and things I went to, I did not see one person dressed up as a candidate at all. I think that really has, uh, you know, just with how much it's been shoved down our throat mm-hmm. with all the various criticisms of both candidates and all this other thing. You know, it's I think people are just ready for it to be over. Yeah, with. they're just done with it. <laughs> and uh, yeah, the uh, but, you know, the, the the fact remains. And this is just how you know, I, I think we both share this feeling like people need to get out there and vote. You know, like sure. they, like you go out and vote for whoever you want. Like yes. that's but at least go out there and vote. You know, it's 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 a. To something that we we should cherish, just like Halloween and trick or treating. <laughs> yeah, we're we're never gonna sit here as you know, radio hosts and tell you what the best decision for you to make is. Even though a lot of other radio hosts out there want to tell you that, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. but what we can tell you is that a lot of Americans out there believe that it is your right as a citizen to vote. Um, but when I was in school and learning about the United States, they always told us that. It is your privilege to vote. Yes. You know, they can take that right away from you with, you know, amendments and things like that in the future if we abuse that system, if we neglect it, if we yeah. don't use it, if we don't care about it. And I know there's lots of people out there who think, oh, they already know who's going to win. The Illuminati's got it all figured out or whatever, <laughs> you know. But do your civic duty, you know. Play Absolutely. part yeah. in in the system that we have built because if you don't support it, if you don't go out there and at least try, then yes, it means nothing. Absolutely, so. Albandita. I could not have said it better myself. You know, so definitely 
November 8th, get out there. If, you know, I know a lot of people say, oh, I work and I can't. They have their early voting mm-hmm. open now in most counties. Yeah. So get out there and do it. You know, like I said, it doesn't matter who you're throwing in your mm-hmm. your, 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 your poll for, you know, but, you know, just get out there. And <laughs> I, I know I throw my poll for a lot of people out there. But, yes, I, I believe you can look it up. There's actually uh, federal guidelines that say your work cannot fault you or penalize you in any way for missing work to go and vote. Absolutely. So, you know, if they try to give you any crap, you know, do a quick Google search, find it, and, you yep. know, tell your boss. Otherwise, you know, if you're one of those drones out there who's terrified of losing your job because you need it, and, eh, you know, get an absentee ballot. What are you doing? <laughs> there you go. There, there's there's too many options out there yes. for you to for there to be any excuse. Yeah. Which, by the way, how come we can't just call it in like American Idol? <laughs> I mean, they can do it for 30 million people. 300 million shouldn't be that hard, but whatever. Where, where, where's our where's our voter app on, <laughs> yeah, on our phones? Seriously. <laughs> Watch. I'm telling you, we, we throw out all these ideas, man. So we're going to be like, <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> yeah, and then we get Kelly Clarkson for president, and we'll oh, know. We, yeah, yeah. We, we got it. <laughs> Well, we, we, we have no one to blame but ourselves. Absolutely. <laughs> well, you know, let's get into some more fun stuff. <laughs> like you said, Thanksgiving is coming, but I think we'll be, you know, covering that on a future episode. Uh, we've got Podunk News. Podunk News. Ooh, okay. One of my favorite segments here. Absolutely, Al Bandito. You want to tell us a little bit about what's going on right now out there in the world of Podunk? Well, first up in Podunk News, Iron Maiden had a big announcement where they were saying that they will never support this new popular structure that's going on with having opening bands pay the promoter so that they can open for Iron Maiden. Iron Maiden was saying like, no, fuck that, man. That's not right. Absolutely, El Bandito. This is a big popular thing right now, not just with the promoters, but with the bands themselves when they go on tour. Like they're asking their opening bands to pretty much pay them mm. to let them go on tour. Oh, gotcha. And, and I mean, you know, they try to say, oh, it's because everyone's legally downloading our music and all that. You know, but, it, you know, it, this yeah. is ridiculous, know. you know. And when you see it, we band, only made $40 million from our album. <laughs> exactly, man. And you're right, but it's also on the. On the club promoter circuit where, you know, uh, a, a promoter will say to, to one of the bands, hey, I've got so-and-so, some, you know, mid-level to bigger sure. band coming in. Hey, you can open for them, but hey, you have to sell this many tickets. If you don't sell that many, you have to pay us the difference. And it's just, it, it's pretty ridiculous, yeah. you know. It's I don't know. Now that I'm learning more about it, maybe we should tell those Maximum Entertainment guys to do that. <laughs> <laughs> no, Maximum, I, I know the guys at Maximum Entertainment, and they will definitely not support pay to play. Right you know, it's, But, you know, it, it, it's... You know, it, it's, it's it's a structure that is making its way not just on the smaller but on the bigger. But, yes, it's mm-hmm. great to see classic giant band like Iron Maiden yeah. be like, no way. I hate to say it, not to throw stones, but I could see Metallica totally doing something <laughs> like this, you know. But yeah. like no, I said. It's, it's always good when you see one of the giants be like, hey, man, that's not right. You know, I mean, you, you always want your boss to support you. So You know it, man. And, I mean, Iron Maiden might not be the hugest band in America, but if you look at some of the pictures of their shows in in Europe, mm-hmm. like there's like half a million people there, you know. So yeah. I mean, it's like these guys are giants. I mean, they're they're classic. I've seen them a few times. They're great. I go down to Rock and Roll Ribs down in. Uh, oh yeah. In, you've been uh, we've mm-hmm. been there. What am I thinking? Yeah, mm-hmm. we've been there. You know, the Nico McBrain, the drummer. You know, yeah, and the uh, the delicious Trooper beer. You know, that's that, that's awesome. But yes, it, it's great to hear that they'll never support that structure. 
Right on. So good on you, Iron Maiden. Thanks for standing up for the little guys. Absolutely. Moving on with some really cool news. Punk rock legends, the Bad Brains, are actually up for a nomination for the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Oh, look at that. Yeah, the uh, the Bad Brains, uh, you know, they came up in like the late 70s, 80s. Mm-hmm. You know, a lot of time, you know, how we mentioned like the Dead Kennedys and stuff. And uh, they've kind of fallen off the map a little bit. They're... Um, their their lead singer HR actually I think he like kind of did the whole like going homeless like musician route and oh. like it, it, it's a it's a very touchy subject with a lot of uh, musicians like I remember reading a story that the late David Brocky of Guar actually like offered to help like HR out and like he pretty much like went mental on him mm. so it's like yeah yeah you know it's it's but you know this is a very this is a very good thing for Brad Brains we don't want to bring up like you know like th- that that situation uh besides just the fact that you know that's pretty much the last time people had heard about them but sure. this is a really cool thing for them yeah that they're still being honored for their accomplishments in you know punk rock and rock and roll so yeah good for them and uh, you know we'll we'll keep you guys posted on whether or not their nomination goes in. Absolutely. Um, next up, uh, I recently heard that Avenged Sevenfold is launching a show that will really utilize a uh, 360 VR experience. Oh, just like Beyonce. Great. <laughs> <laughs> oh, is she also doing that? Yeah, there's like a virtual person on stage or something like that. I I don't know. I saw it on like tv and- <laughs> I, I know you're not the biggest fan, like we said last week, of like the virtual stuff. Yeah. And but I mean. I don't know. It's well, I mean, is, is, is that 360 VR like we would use the Oculus to view like we're at the concert, or is it like a 360 hologram that's at the event? I the way I I saw it was that yeah you, they would be putting on a concert, but yeah you would you could sit in some other place and 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 view the the concert from okay okay place. yeah that's different than what I was thinking. I had seen that they're using those those 360 holograms. You know, like, I think even Michael Jackson did that before he okay, passed away. Had, okay. Like a 360 hologram or something. Or maybe they did that to tribute him or something. I don't gotcha, know. Gotcha, gotcha. But, yeah, I thought you meant hologram. But, yes, I see what you mean now. So it is more like you would have your own virtual reality device mm-hmm. and be able to sit as though you were in the concert. Very cool. That's what I had heard. So, yeah, we'll definitely have to keep our eye on that and see uh, see where that goes. Yeah, this next little tidbit here I find very cool. In Compton, California, a police officer answered a noise complaint call that turned out to be a, a, a local band practicing, and instead of shutting down the young band's practice, the cop picked up a guitar and started rocking out some Iron Maiden and Offspring songs <laughs> with them. That's awesome. We got a quick audio file right here, El Bandito, if you want to check it out. Okay, he must have been... Uh... He must have been channeling some Iron Maiden you know from that it. last story. Yeah, after <laughs> after hearing that they're not, you know, they're not going to make the, the these guys pay to play when they open for them. It was a Friday afternoon in Compton when Deputy Miguel Garcia Jr. was wrapping up an investigation on East Raymond Street when he heard live rock music coming from a house down the street. I was goofing off. I told my partner, like, wow, they sound really good. So the L.A. County Sheriff's deputy decided to see where the music was coming from. When he walked up to the gate, as the teenage members of the garage band misled youth were rehearsing, they all thought he was going to shut them down. We were, like, jamming, and then he showed up. I was like, oh, we're in trouble. Instead, the veteran deputy told them he used to play guitar. I'm not sure exactly what happened, but at some point, they kind of put the guitar in my direction to say, let's see what you got. 
While the deputy borrowed Ronnie Cordoba's guitar, he grabbed his cell phone and took video of the unexpected collaboration. The Sheriff's Department later posted it to their Facebook page. It's been viewed nearly 60,000 times. This, uh, the, the final piece of podunk news for tonight, I think really hits close to home, El Bandito, and it's really cool. Uh, Random slash Mega Ran, who we were just talking about last week with the whole, you know, Alex Trebek controversy, mm-hmm. has just recently announced that his album RNDM has been balloted for a Grammy nomination. Oh my gosh, that's awesome. Absolutely. I don't know where it falls yet. Like, it's mm-hmm. just been a very, it might be like in the very early stages, but sure. still. What 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 an honor for absolutely, uh, yeah. It's uh, it's an honor, but it's well earned. Oh, absolutely. He's one of the hardest working guys in, you know, showbiz. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Not even just in nerdcore, but you know, he's always touring. Yeah, he's always touring. He's getting out there. He's meeting the people. You know, he's a fan of the people. He's a good man. He works hard. He has great music. So it's not not surprising that he would be recognized for his accomplishments. It is surprising that uh, you know a major institution would start to recognize, you know, his genre of music, which has been way underappreciated for years. Absolutely. So, you know, he's he's the person to kind of break the mold and, and really jump into the major leagues, and that's great. Certainly. We'll, we will definitely follow this uh, – this story as it progresses, you know, but yes, uh, good luck to Mega Ran. Like I, we're, we're so happy for you, man. Yeah. You got our vote. <laughs> Absolutely. And with that being said, why don't we just jump into our, a nerd core pick for the week? We got our good friend, Dwayne Zuala with Murray's head remix.
and that was Dwayne Zuala with a remix of Murray's Head. Oh yeah, man. Dwayne released that track earlier this year, and I know we played it here on the Power Hour, but it was really mm. cool to hear a remix of it. Oh, absolutely, man. You know, there, his ability with music, you know, like the way they take, you know, him and Brando will get together and take those old uh, video game mm-hmm. and like remix them and retune them up and refit them. Like, you, you know, he's got the chops to do that. And it's so cool to see him do it with a song that's his own song and oh, then yeah. redo it again and remix it a different way. It's just the, the, the talent knows no bounds with both of them. <laughs> oh, absolutely, man. Great guys. And we definitely have to get them here on the Power Hour soon you absolutely know? yeah and uh yeah definitely you know i know, I know uh you know i keep up with them on facebook and stuff like that it sounds like individually they're both doing uh their own little projects i know awesome. brando's currently working on his video game okay and you know i think Dwayne's doing his own music stuff as you know as they also get together and collaborate when they can so yeah that was great and uh you know what what better way than with you know Dwayne and Brando to, you know, usher in the video game zone. Video game zone. Oh, yeah. Again, this is one of our favorite segments here on the show. Absolutely. I know I've gotten a lot of comments from people saying that they enjoy it as well. (laughs) They probably tell us, hey, we don't like any of your opinions. You guys are totally wrong. (laughs) Well, guess what? You won't get disappointed by hating our opinions today because we're going to tell you about a new bunch of video games coming out that we think suck. (laughs) (laughs) So what's coming our way? Okay. Well, first up, we're going to talk about the announcement that we missed on our last episode two weeks ago because like they dropped it like the day we were doing the show. Yeah. (laughs) And we're like, wow, thanks. You know, we didn't research it at all, so we weren't going to talk about it. Absolutely. Now that we had a chance to look at it, we're going to also chime in and announce the new Nintendo Switch. You know, when I saw the announcement for this, I I thought it was cool that just like Nintendo usually does, they're once again being innovators Mm -hmm. and trying something new. Yeah. Yeah. You know, they've been doing that for a long time. You know, I I mean, they were the original like masters of the game console, you know, and then they made the jump. To 32, to 64, you know, yep. they were all over the place. and The Rumble Pack? Mm-hmm. You know, yeah, com- it, yep. yep. yeah, coming out with the Rumble Pack before it, it got included into the controller with the PlayStation 2, you know, and then, uh, you know, with the GameCube and the wacky controller, even even the <laughs> Nintendo 64 <laughs> controller that was really wacky. That was a pretty weird you know, controller. But, yeah. uh, like, the Sega Dreamcast one ended up kind of mimicking that in yeah. a lot of different ways, <laughs> yeah. and we all know that the Xbox controller was a was a mimic of the Dreamcast controller, you know, mm-hmm. an expansion on it. Uh, because, yeah, Dreamcast controller was actually rated as the most comfortable controller at the time. Really? Yeah, so oh, they designed the Xbox, the original Xbox controller to be as close to that, mm-hmm. you know, and build off of that in, into what we know as the Xbox controller today. Very but either way, it all stems from Nintendo, Nintendo you know, yeah. and they are. They're innovative. You know, when they came out with the Wii and you could jump around and wave your yeah. arms around like an idiot, you know, everybody thought that was so cool for like 10 minutes. <laughs> exactly. And then, boom, you know, then you have Connect. Sony Motion. Oh, yes. Then you have Xbox Connect. Yep, yep. And it just goes round and round from there. Uh, exactly. And like now it looks like they're really trying to um, not have a disconnect from console to handheld, which, mm-hmm. I mean, I do have to say their handheld market has always been strong. Yeah. I mean, no, top, no, top, yeah. top notch, yeah. you know. They've never been able to get toppled, even though Sony's Mm-mm. tried and some of the other. Yeah, Sega, Sega's yeah. Game Gear, you yep. know. Yeah. It was just, good, never as good. Exactly, know? exactly. And just the, you know, Nintendo's um, 
licenses, you know, Zelda, mm -hmm. Kirby, all those things, you know, like yes. Mario, of course, you know, it, it's hard to keep up with that. But let's tell them a little about this new system that we're talking yeah, about. Yeah, so it looks like what the Nintendo Switch is designed to do is to be a series of interconnected components that you can move from one screen to another. Mm -hmm. You know, and be able to take your game anywhere with you. So if you're playing Mario Party on the big TV, you can turn around, pick up a certain number of elements, clip it on to a smaller screen, and then continue to play the game just walking out of the room and out into the street and get over to your friend's house, unplug the game that's still running and connect it to his TV and then boom, play it now there. Wow, so it's like a simultaneous like experience. Like you don't yes. have to turn it off or save it to a memory card. Like it's it's with you that's yeah the the idea is to kind of make it portable but also um not constricted to the size in which a portable game can be i mean the nintendo ds is always going to be the size that it is it's always sure. small your cell phone which has an infinite number of games on it is only ever going to be the size of a cell phone that's true you know until they start designing controllers for them or whatever sure, but then you're sure. going to be looking at a, a nine inch screen or yeah. it's stupid yeah yeah you know? so the nice thing is is yes you can take your game you can continue to play it on the subway when you get to work plug it right into your monitor and then keep playing there when the boss isn't looking you know so <laughs> it's it's supposed to be versatile and i'm not really sure I'm not, I'm not understanding from the announcement so far how all of this technology works sure. if these screens have to be dedicated to just the Nintendo Switch, or I mean, obviously your TV's not. So, yeah, like, are you getting all these different peripherals when you buy the base? Like, I know these. It just got announced. So I know yeah, we won't have yeah. all these answers, but, but yeah, what? Like, yeah, what it looked like was almost very similar to the nunchuck portion of the Nintendo Wii, okay. and then it was like a set of nunchucks that you could clip on to different things or clip together, and they would make a controller. Okay. So okay. yeah, I don't know if there's a base unit to it or, or how any of that works. Like you said, it's all coming out, but it's very cool. It's very innovative, and it seems like they're trying to take the world of the cell phone game market, which is freaking huge, Yes. and join that with the television screen market of console gaming mm -hmm. and be able to make it a, a universal experience where you can go with you wherever. Because, I mean, let's face it, if we could just keep playing Fallout on the subway, we, we would. That would be pretty <laughs> cool. Yeah, well, definitely the, uh, like you said, definitely innovative, also very uh, mm -hmm. risky, you know, for them to detach from their, you know, mm -hmm. given these two separate peripherals, making them into one. Yeah, my, yes, it, because it may kill the market of their, exactly. you know, handheld games, you know, yeah. but it may take over and they consume the both. I think that's the idea behind it. And, you know, from the trailer, it looked like they weren't showcasing new games, Okay, that they were older games that they're just showing being played on this new system. Gotcha. So I wouldn't say they've really announced any games yet, but it appeared that they were playing uh, Super Mario Kart. Okay. You know, that they were playing, um, uh, I can't think of it. It was another indie game, but it's already been out on the Nintendo U. Okay. You know, okay. and then they were just showing it on Okay, on so this. yeah, they're, see they're showing you how games that people are familiar with mm -hmm. could be played on here. Yeah. Which, of course, with, with Nintendo's uh, virtual uh, market that you can you know, buy those older games through it and then play it on, you know, your yes. Wii. And so I, I could see them totally capitalizing. Yeah, they've, they've probably been the, the biggest proponent of that through the entire video sure. game console wars is mm -hmm. the backwards compatibility that they've always been on board with it. Yep. And, you know, PlayStation was through PlayStation 2, and then they were like, oh, no, we can just make people rebuy games. Exactly. You know, <laughs> uh, you know? And then Xbox did it for 
Uh, I don't think Xbox ever did it, right? The 360 didn't play Xbox One it, games, did it? Originally it, it did, but then okay. they realized that the p- component in there costs so much. Ah. That them leaving that out, like, dropped the price, like, yeah, substantially. Because, yeah, I know a lot of people are, get confused. They don't really understand the difference between, like, the type of laser it takes to play yeah. a CD-based game versus yeah. a DVD-based game. It's actually two different types of lasers. Yes. And yes. that component will usually break. Mm-hmm. And that's why so many people would have PlayStation 2s that would break after a few yep. years. yep. So yep. that that's why with like the Xbox One, they have you know it's it's all digital. You yes. know their backwards compatibility is literally running the program. Mm-hmm. You know, and then you have to download the games again. Like you can't put the old CDs of the game like in your Xbox One. I mean, they want you to just to prove that you have it sometimes, yeah. but for the most part, you have to download it from the virtual library to actually play it because it's running on an emulator inside your Xbox One. So it's a pretty clever way of getting around the problem, sure. but still kind of a pain in the ass for all of us. So. <laughs> Absolutely. Well, as uh, I've heard through the grapevine that sometime in January, mm-hmm. Nintendo's going to drop the uh, the price, and then okay. this system is due out in March, so oh, okay. it's very, you know, soon, so who knows, maybe we'll have to get one and, you know... Do yeah, a, I'm a, surprised a, it's going to miss the Christmas rush, but hey, that's okay, you know, and I've also heard, and I don't know how factual this is, but I've heard that they may actually port Skyrim over to it. Wow. Well, that so, right there is showing you what kind of power it could have behind it to yeah. such a graphically intense of game yeah and I, I saw that as like a side note so i don't know if they're like oh hey by the way skyrim's getting ported onto xbox one which i know it is sure or if they were talking about this new nintendo but i thought they were talking about the new nintendo which would be really cool like i said i know you know nintendo's always kind of been a little behind and like yes. those more graphically intensive systems yeah, I'm, i wouldn't even say behind but it's almost like they shy away from it yeah they you know like they, the they don't want that very yeah. adult yeah. experience you know it's, it's almost this kid-friendly kind of party atmosphere thing mm-hmm. but well, we'll definitely be interested to see where it goes. What else we got going on in the video game zone? Okay, well, it looks like next up, oh, for one of the most amazing announcements of the entire year, you know, this isn't exactly video game related, but in a way it is. The director, Yu Bol, has announced his retirement from filmmaking. <laughs> we'll definitely know him from making all those terrible video game yes, movies. Yes, like that, that's the connection there. Is he made... Uh, the original Blood Rain movie. Yep. Um, House of the Dead. House of the Dead. Yes, like pretty much every terrible video game adaptation of a film, <laughs> U-Ball has made. And this has kind of been his thing, was to buy out the the movie licenses to these franchises and then make like suck movies to them. Yeah, yeah. I know he's from Germany and he got certain mm-hmm. like bonus you know money and stuff for doing stuff in germany so yeah a lot of times these things would just be thrown together mm-hmm. but the guy supposedly i mean i guess there is like almost like an ed wood like fan base for, yeah for like his... it's so bad people like it kind yeah, of thing but yeah. for the most part it's like all the people out there who bitch about resident evil the movie yeah. being like so different yeah. than the game it's like watch any you ball movie based on it's, a game yeah it's you know? better than than that, yeah. <laughs> Absolutely, even like stuff like Silent Hill Two and stuff like that. Yeah. that I didn't enjoy. I'm like, what's better than Alone so, in the Dark? <laughs> it, yeah, so okay, so like Blood Rain is a movie set during World War Two, where the titular character Blood Rain is a vampire woman who hunts monsters and vampires and Nazis. Okay. And you're like, that's awesome. You know, sure, that's like sure. you have carte blanche to kill anything guilt free because it's all monsters. And Nazis. Uh-huh. Um, I'm pretty sure the movie's set in medieval times for some reason. <laughs> it like makes no sense. Really he stupid. Just did his own thing with it, which yeah. you know, like you said, I don't even think so much he was looking to adapt these movies. I think he just was like, oh well, 
he he thought that they would just be popular. Yeah, that he he just wanted a fan base that was attached to a title, so it didn't matter what the movie was. It was kind of like if, if like the studio would have got like good money for making the original Mario Brothers movie, <laughs> you know, like if they actually somehow got some sort of sort of incentive, mm-hmm. and they're like, hey, let's make another one of these, but you know, that's not how we work over here. Like, yeah, if your shit sucks, like <laughs> you're not making another one. <laughs> All right, man. So from what you told me earlier, you got some upcoming releases that are coming out for video games yeah and we can blow through these pretty quick because like i said they're nothing i'm excited about at all (laughs) all right (laughs) let's hear them what do we got all right and hey maybe we'll actually get uh some emails this week from people being like fuck you guys i'm not liking this game but call of duty is coming out with infinite warfare which is a completely futuristic based game um which i saw the trailer for and it's supposedly very intense and you know whatever but i haven't enjoyed a game of theirs in years now (laughs) just all the futuristic stuff is like if i wanted to play a halo game i play a halo game you know i've got more of an eye on the battlefield game that we talked about which is going to relive actual combat and not this flying around spacecraft and it's funny that call of duty started as like a you know like a world war ii simulator yeah Yeah, exactly it's like a flight simulator that makes spaceships okay (laughs) or you're gonna you know uh, drive cruise ships you're like it's not the premise anymore but okay in addition to that watchdogs 2 is going to be coming out um the first watchdogs was like a restricted gta type of game (laughs) sure (laughs) didn't make any sense like they're like, okay, you're going to be this cyber fugitive guy, but you can't actually commit crime because yeah. we don't want you to. I mean, you can in the game commit crime and murder people and take their money, but, but yeah, y- you to. probably shouldn't. And it's like, okay, well, no. As a I, moral I, compass. <laughs> yeah, thanks. No. I saw the the commercial for this one, and when I when I saw it, I thought it was like a movie. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, this looks really interested. And then when I saw the title, I was kind of like. Oh, I'm um, not so interested. But I mean, like I said, the the, the commercial made it seem interest interesting. So mm-hmm. I might, you know, maybe I'll red box it or something like that. <laughs> okay, and then Dishonored Two is uh, also coming out soon. Okay. And I never played the original Dishonored. I know it was made by Bethesda, so I'm gonna have to check these out. They might actually be pretty good. I wasn't a huge fan. Um, I know, like they very much got a lot of their inspiration for the old thief games okay which then they ended up making a, a newer thief game and i wasn't a big fan of that, yeah, that game sucks. like it's just like i don't know like the whole like first person stealth thing just yeah it, really, it gets yeah. old quick you know yeah. i'm more of the james bond style of first person where i want to pop out into a room very extravagantly and then kill a bunch of people in a blaze of glory i don't want to hide you know? like i really think the option in fallout and skyrim and stuff like that of their stealth system yes it, it, hey it's there if you want to use it you mm-hmm. can you know make it better you know as you put more ranks into mm-hmm. it and stuff but yeah, yeah some, sometimes you just have to fly in the room guns blazing and take down every motherfucker in the room you yeah know? that's definitely not the dishonored style it's very <laughs> much like oh you gotta hide okay. well either way like i said I'll, I'll have to check it out but Absolutely. last but not least our our big announcement for uh for this episode final fantasy 15 no one cares <laughs> they haven't made a good game in like five editions so. it, it, it's been a while but yeah. i do see that this is a very uh a different style like okay. they're getting rid of like the battle system it's much more like mm. zelda style where like it's like a beat them okay you know, beat em RP, up. Sure. Beat yeah and in you know i know the kingdom heart games are very much like that so i think yeah. they're taking a lot of uh, of uh you know hints from that which also like kingdom hearts 3 was supposed to come out like three years ago and it's <laughs> yeah. still not here so yeah. who knows what's going on there but yeah 
Final Fantasy 15, we'll just have to wait and see it. Like once again, probably not going to go out and spend my money on yeah, it. Probably. Yeah, I th- I yeah. think the biggest problem I've had with the Final Fantasy games is they're making them linear. Yeah. When originally the whole idea behind it was to do whatever you wanted and kind of get into the linear parts some, when you felt like it. Yeah, it was like a D and D game, but on like a yeah, computer game. The last yeah. one I played was 13, which is completely linear, yeah. and I I gave up after a few hours. I was like, I'm not wasting my time on that. But that's pretty much going to wrap up the announcements for the week and everything that we hate. So let's jump right into the next. All tri- right. Well, here we have it. We have Hiding in Vegas with Comeback Live from the Kelsey Theater. Church Girls is coming on right after us. And then Felicity and then Raggy Monster. It's a small group, but it's a fun group. So let's get drunk, let's do drugs, let's all get naked and fucking love on these bands. This song is called Comeback. So put it on the laddies, red boots, bust his face, they turn to shit. We lost the touch that made we yes, they thought we lost our bliss. The like a volcano, got a moment that it makes it through. Wait, sit around and shine and brag. We don't have this, no, it's a more than shine and I don't talk about that warming world. That's far and divider, that old desire.
That was Hiding in Vegas with the comeback live from the Kelsey Theater. Oh, yeah, man. You guys can check that video out on YouTube. And, yeah, it's it's excellently shot down there at the beautiful Kelsey Theater. Yeah, I have to say I'm super impressed with how good that video is. I mean, it looks great. It sounds great. And uh, it really shows off the Kelsey Theater and what, what an awesome place it is because it is a great venue. You know, it's been uh, redesigned a lot on the inside. It's really beautiful. I love that stage, all the wood up there. Oh, absolutely, man. And uh, I know they were just recently in like um, like a top five places to play in Florida list. I, I don't remember the exact source, but I know it was a pretty big thing. Like, But it was like a nationwide kind of thing where they went to each state and found like, you know, top five places to play a show. So, yeah, it's definitely very cool. Well, and speaking of all these rocking venues we have right in our own backyard, why don't we tell all these beautiful peoples about all the local events coming up? All right, man. Well, to start it off, Friday, November 4th, down at Movies of Lake Worth, it's not your typical morbid movies. This time we have cult classics, and they'll be showing Pulp Fiction. Ooh, that's definitely one of the most iconic and most uh, revered cult classics out there. So definitely something to get a chance to go and see because that had kind of a soft opening. You know, I don't think people really realized how awesome that movie was going to be when it first came out. And then, yeah, it just became that cult legend. So getting to go down there at Movies of Lake Worth and see it on the big screen, man, that's a special treat, guys. You don't want to miss that. Yeah, I don't even think it ever even had a trailer. It was just kind of like it got by word of mouth. Mm. But the the, uh, cult classic series is being put on by, by the folks that are behind morbid movies, so... I'm sure they're going to have a lot of fun stuff wrapped up in with the uh, the cult classic package. Uh, it's uh, just the same as the Morbid Movie Series. It's $10 at the door, and we'll start at 9.30 on the dot. Well, it looks like this is an action-packed Friday night because not only can you go see the cult classic, but they're also having bike night at Ink Link's Rack and Balls down in West Palm Beach. Uh, they're going to have a 50-50 raffle there, and Break the Hero's going to play. Oh, yeah. Butch yeah. and the Fat Dubes is going to play. Woo! And Carol Stop Calling's going to be there. Man, that's a triple threat of awesomeness. Yeah, so, you know, if you can't make it out to the cult classics, man, that's definitely a place to be. Definitely. And if, you know, you're in the Okeechobee area, you might want to check out Venomous Fiction, who's doing their Creatures album release party at Stampede Nightclub. The uh, tickets are $10. The show starts at 8 p.m. It is a 21 and over show. And it will also feature Alloy, First Issue Variant, and Roam the God. So, man, that is certainly an action-packed Friday night. 
Last weekend was, you know, kind of like the Halloween weekend. Mm -hmm. Now this weekend is just time to rock and watch some old cult movies. Absolutely. And don't even think we're done with November yet because the following week on November 9th, Dillinger Escape Plan is going to be at the Revolution Live. That is down in Fort Lauderdale. It's $17. It begins at 7 p.m. And it's also featuring O Brother, Garbomb, and Cult Leader. Absolutely, man. I know Dillinger Escape Plan used to always play, you know, in a lot of the local venues, you know, back when they were first coming up. So, oh, yeah? Yeah, it's really cool to have them come back and, uh, you know, play in, uh, you know, South Florida again. Yeah, you know, we, we used to have a local band here called Revolution. Have they ever played at Revolution? <laughs> that would be a good I, show. Revolution, yeah. live at Revolution. <laughs> <laughs> it, definitely confusing, but yes, uh, no, they they never played at uh, the Revolution nightclub. That was formerly known as the uh, Chili Pepper, and then it, it was also known as the Squeeze before that. Wasn't so. it the Gasworks for a while? <laughs> <laughs> Bitchin' heavy metal bar. <laughs> this is the Gasworks, an excellent heavy metal bar. Always a babe fest. And they got a food table, too. <laughs> <laughs> then on Friday, November 18th, Morbid Movies returns to the movies at Lake Worth with They Live, John Carpenter's classic. $10 at the door, 9.30 p.m. is the start time. First 100 attendees get a button and raffle ticket. I have come here to chew bubblegum and kick ass. And I'm all out of bubblegum. Awesome. Oh, man, that is such a cool movie. That I'm a super fan of They Live. You know, I loved how Saints Row the Fourth like totally did a parody of it in their game and, you know, paid it such super homage, man. We're, we're going to have to get down there and check that one out. Oh, yeah, man, featuring the uh, the legendary Rowdy Roddy Piper. Yep. You know, and, and, and John Carpenter. We just played a, a audio clip from him a few weeks back, you know, where mm-hmm. he was talking about Rob Zombie and stuff. So, yeah, and hey, when you think about it, it's perfectly timed for, you know, this election time, you know, <laughs> like just, <laughs> I think that's what Morbid Movies was shooting for when they, um, when, they, when they went with that selection for November. Oh, no doubt, man. So make sure to go out there, obey your corporate masters and get down to Morbid Movies down in Lake Worth and check out They Live on November 18th. I can't wait to see what they do for December. <laughs> Hopefully it's not Black Christmas. Oh, yeah. No, I don't. <laughs> the original, like, I mean, I know that was a remake. The original would be kind of interesting, but I don't think it would, you know, it, I don't know what it's going to be, but I'm sure yeah. maybe they'll do Krampus or something. Oh, well, maybe they can play Krampus too. I think that was directed <laughs> DVD. So there they, go. they can save some money on copyright because no one even cares if they play that. <laughs> Yeah, it's pretty funny. I, I think the sequel to that, or, or mm-hmm. the one that's Krampus too, is like an other movie that's like a sequel. But they're, yeah, <laughs> I, I read like it. it's not the real Krampus. No, yeah, no, it's like about like some like serial killer or something. That's awesome. But all right, man. Well, it's been a good night. We got a lot of cool news. We got you know, we got to tell folks about our our Halloween adventures and of course the video game zone and all these great events. So we hope everybody enjoyed it. Tune back in soon and. uh And as always, if you ever have any questions or comments for the two of us, you can hit us up at powerhouroflove at gmail.com or on our Facebook page, and we can answer your questions live on the air, right here on Podunk Radio. Yeah. I don't understand. Things were going so great, but what happened? Something must have happened. 
It's not you. It's me. Uh, listen. I was thinking we should break up or whatever. I am breaking up with you. Consider that a divorce. Peggy 16.